Welcome to the Her Sweet Spot Experience, dishing out tips and tricks on mindset, money, marketing, and media for your life and business, and where we talk to women about how they found their sweet spot. Welcome to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. I'm your host, Marcia Guerriere. And on today's episode, we'll be talking with Adana Austin. She's a business coach, a consultant, a writer and blogger. Hey, we'll be talking to someone exactly like me and I can't wait to get into it with her today. But you guys know how I love to start off each show by giving you some tips and tricks that I learned along the way in this entrepreneurial game. And today's tip is all about marketing for you and your business in honor of our guest today. So my tip for you for today is identify your market before developing a product. Now you might think, well, I heard to just start and get my business out there, but sometimes that advice goes into, goes for the people that have already started a business and are thinking of expansion, but it's important to spend some time identifying your target market before getting that new product or your business up and running. And I want you to spend years developing a product that doesn't have a distinct customer base, right? And then you're left with something on the shelf that you've spent so much time and money and effort doing. Some businesses find it difficult to determine their target market and instead, should actually work with someone like myself and Adana, our special guest for today, to help you actually flush out your thoughts and ideas about your product and narrow down exactly who your target customer will be. All right, guys, that's our tip for today. We are going to take a quick break and come right back with our guest, Adana Austin. She is a business coach and consultant, writer, and blogger. We'll be back in a moment. Her Sweet Spot is an online community for women influencers, leaders, and small business owners that offer coaching, education, resources, and networking opportunities for those looking to start or grow a business. We are the go-to incubator for success-driven solo CEOs who need their own team of C-suite coaches. Here's where she will find her sweet spot in mindset, money, marketing, and media. To learn more, visit www.hersweetspot.com. That's her, S-U-I-T-E, spot.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Her Sweet Spot Experience, bringing you amazing guests and content in mindset, money, marketing, and media. Get your pens and paper out, because you never know when our guests will be dropping some real nuggets and those aha moments that every entrepreneur is looking for. So today's guest, Adana Austin is a business coach and consultant from the Twin Island Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. You like how I spun my accent on that? I love to say Trinidad and Tobago. She works one-on-one with entrepreneurs to develop a winning mindset to run their business, develop smart goals, identify their ideal clients, and develop strategies to generate revenue and grow their business. She is also an avid writer and blogger 
who has a weekly blog that shares valuable information about business for entrepreneurs. She runs her own business called Marketing Dynamics Business Solutions and manage an enthusiastic Facebook group of over 4,000 entrepreneurs called Dynamic Business Strategists. Welcome my guest today, Adana. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me, Masha. I'm so glad oh. to be here. <laughs> it's my pleasure. I'm so happy to have you. Another island sister. So y'all have to excuse me if I get into some <laughs> island accenting today. You know? <laughs> you know how we do it. <laughs> you know how we do it. So my family's from Haiti. And, oh, nice. Um, so I, and I have some phenomenal in-laws that I love dearly that are from Trinidad and Tobago. So oh, I love sweet. the food, I love the culture. And so, so you're really my sister. Yes, we really are sisters. <laughs> so the viewers, so the listeners, I said, so the listeners know you are actually talking to us uh, from Trinidad and Tobago. So you're not just from there, like many of my Brooklynites and my New Yorker friends are from there, but you actually live there. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. You know, this is the new thing for 2020. It it hasn't been that much time that we haven't had COVID um, as part of our life in 2020. We're we're recording in uh, in mid-May, but tell me how things are going uh, in Trinidad with the uh, COVID-19? Well, like, uh, like, the, like most of the world, we have um, stay-at-home orders. So only essential workers are supposed to be out. In fact, just three, two days ago, this Monday, um, some of our restrictions were lifted. So um, a, a few more places are open, a few like the fast food places, anywhere that sells food and stuff is now open because they have been closed for the last six weeks. Oh, wow. Um, so, so the world just seems to be um, slowly reopening. Yeah. Yeah. Slowly reopening. You know, we're testing it out because we haven't had a case um, for the last three weeks right well, that's amazing yeah so we have zero case cases in three weeks and you're now yes. so and we only have one person who's still in hospital mm-hmm. um and but everybody else who tested positive has been released they're back home and we've had no new cases so we are slowly opening we have six phases of our opening um so this is phase one and in two weeks, once we continue not to have any more new cases, we'll go into phase two where like public servants, people who work in government offices and stuff will go back out to work. And wow. so we're doing it in phases. Yeah, we're doing it. We really, really, our government has done a really great job of containing everything and keeping us safe right. over the last two months. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, so it's I'm been good. forward to, to seeing what here in New York, where I'm um, broadcasting from, Look forward to what our governor will be doing. We'll do it, yeah. Similar approach to release and staging stages. So yes, uh, yes, I'm excited to for that. Well, let's get into it. Yeah, uh, Adana, tell me. You know, we are sisters more than just from um, Car- Ca- the Caribbean. We are both business coaches and consultants, yes. right? We both work mm-hmm. with entrepreneurs. Tell me a little bit about your. Uh, very beginnings, as I call it, and uh, where you were you always a business coach 
has this been your career? No, it has not. I come from a, I come from a very huge family. I always have to tell people that, right? I come from a very huge family. It's over 200 of us. Wow. And <laughs> we're the same. We're totally sisters. We're yeah. I come from a huge family. And because my family is so huge, I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. I grew up with seeing a lot of my aunts, my uncles, my older cousins, all running their own business. So getting into business was not something new to me. My parents have their own business as well. So I've known this kind of life for a long time. Right. right. Um, and I helped, I helped a lot of my family members in their own businesses before I decided to start my own business. And I started this particular business, not coaching. I, before coaching, I had uh, my business just focused on marketing and public relations primarily. Okay. Um, and that started actually officially in 2011. And when I say officially, I mean, 2011, I actually started to charge people. <laughs> right. Isn't that, that's the difference. <laughs> that's the way, right. Um, before that I was just like, yeah, I'll do it for you. Yeah, I'll do it for you. But 2011, I registered my business and I, you know, put prices to my services and that kind of thing. So between 2011 to 2015, I really was just offering marketing and PR services to companies mainly in Trinidad and Tobago but some companies up the islands as well right because that is where I was working I was working in that field so it just you know it's just a natural transition into business and I've always loved marketing and PR and writing and you know script writing I used to work in um in an advertising agency as well so I did a lot of script writing for radio, um, for TV, you know, and that kind of thing. So I have a, a really big background in communications. Um, I wrote for a lot of magazines. <laughs> so how, how, how fun is that? That sounds like a lot of fun. It, it was a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I'm not as busy as I was then <laughs> because I was doing 10,000 things at a time. You know, when you're young, you just feel you have all the energy to do everything. Right. So I was writing for like seven magazines. I was working full time. I was teaching communications at the university. I was doing my master's as well. And I was starting up my business. So yeah, I had a really full plate. But the thing is, because I love what I do, um, at the time it never felt too overwhelming for me because I love to talk about communications. I love to talk about marketing. I love to see businesses grow you know, really implement those strategies and like skyrocket. That that is just like a big thrill for me. So it just comes naturally for me at this stage. Right. And with that, you decided you were you were working for companies. At what point did you go, did you say there was a need for the coaching aspect? So you were doing more consulting and helping yes. and being hired, right? For companies. Yes. At what point did you say, you know what, I need to coach people better? And what's the difference? Can you explain to my listeners the difference? (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's a... Yeah. No, the thing is, there's a big difference. So I still do marketing for for certain companies, right? But um, people know me as a coach more than um, as a marketing specialist. But what happened was in... So I was doing marketing for like maybe four companies at a time. Mm -hmm. And... The end of 2014, 2015, 
I realized like maybe about two of my clients, they started to ask me particular questions because with marketing, um, I do everything. You walk I do away, everything. right? They trust yeah. you and you yeah. walk away. They just you drop do. everything and I do everything for the company, right? right? <laughs> with coaching, I give you the tools and you go and you implement for yourselves. Right. I just give you the tools. I guide you. You know what I mean? So there's a right. difference. So what happened was um, at the end of 2014 into 2015, I think it was like two of my clients, they were asking me particular questions about my strategies, about how to implement. And they showed a real, in a different type of interest. Right. And so I was, um, I was literally coaching them. Right. So that they could do stuff, a lot of stuff for themselves. And then, but I didn't know anything about coaching in 2015. I did not even know there was a business. I didn't know what a business coach was. Right. I had no idea. Um, so I decided to do some research like I always do because I'm always researching. And I found this article talking about a business coach and I'm like, oh, that's kind of like what I'm doing now. So let me figure out, you know, how I could make this part of my um, process, you know? Um, So what I did before I even decided to jump into it, I reached out to a whole bunch of entrepreneurs that I knew and I asked them, you know, is this something that you would be interested in? Because I wanted to make sure before I jumped into it that there was a market for it, right? Like what we said at the top of the uh, Yeah, like a tip. Yeah, yeah, like a tip. So I wanted to make sure there was actually a market for it. So when I realized I had about 10, 15 people say yes, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm on to something. So I went to school for a year and I got my certification. But the good thing with that certification was that as we started classes, they wanted us to start to get clients immediately. So we were literally, literally thrown into it, which was, I think, in hindsight, really, really good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, from like the first week, I had to get clients and that experience has allowed me to really um, push myself out of my comfort zone and try new things and experiment and, you know, see how much I could really accomplish as a coach. So 2015 is when I made the official transition into becoming um, a business coach. And since then, I've had my own coaches as well who have and helped you're me. developing co- other yeah okay. yeah yeah definitely because I always feel like every time I'm, I'm about any every time I'm about to elevate or I feel the need to elevate I need a coach myself right right every coach who has coach. we say that yeah 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 who has done it already so you know every year more or less I get a new coach who would show me, you know, okay, dance, push yourself to this level. Let's do this. Let's add this piece. Let's, you know, expand on this. Let's learn this better kind of thing. So yeah, I've had a few coaches throughout the years, but when I became a business coach in 2015, I was still working in my corporate job. Mm -hmm. So I had to balance the two things, (laughs) which was a feat because my corporate job was really, really, really time consuming, you know, um, so that was a big challenge. But yeah, definitely 2015 is when I officially became a business coach and I started to get clients, um, but I was still offering marketing and public relations to larger organizations. So now what do you think are, what do you find are some of your clients that were consultants who then wanted coaching so that they could perhaps do it themselves? Mm-hmm. Do you find that 
you're getting those customers back into consulting because I, I, I work with a lot of people that have also tried it and mm -hmm. entrepreneurs want to know what to do, but I think they believe that they could cut cost of consulting by doing yes. it themselves. Yes. And then they find that the work that we do actually is yeah. time consuming and difficult. So, so what has been your experience with your customers that were once consultants? Um, and who want to turn into, who want to become coaches or, or um, try to do the work themselves. So you, you coach them into doing it. Yeah. Themselves. I think, I, I think a lot of people underestimate how much work it is <laughs> yes. to be honest. Absolutely. I, I think, and I think, you know, why that is, I came to the conclusion because some of the really great coaches make it look so easy and that is who they're following online. Mm -hmm. So they don't understand how much work has to happen in the back end. Right. Right. A lot of clients feel that once I set up a Facebook page, that's all I really need to do. <laughs> they don't understand. Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> yes. And, you know, when I start to go through week by week, no, we have to do this. We have to set up this. We have to do some research. We have to create our funnel. We have to create our messaging. We have to, you know, figure out who is your ideal client and, right. you know, all those other things and all the tools that you may have to use to make sure that you have a well-oiled machine, they get frustrated because they really don't understand that there's a lot of work in the back end. Yes. Right? Um, because coaches, a lot of coaches make it look easy. Right. We, we, we don't complain. We don't talk no. about... No. Because we love what we do, you know? Because we like it. Yeah, we, we like love the it. Madness. We love the crazy. Yes. We don't understand <laughs> the it. The chaos. The chaos. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, we we live for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you don't have that level of discipline, that's the thing. If you don't have that level of discipline, it's very hard for you to transition into um, coaching and, um, you know, knowing the difference between coaching, mentoring, you know, consulting, all of those different things. Yeah. Yeah. And then deciding what type of coach, because there's so many different types of coaches. Yeah. That's my biggest uh, struggle with my clients that, well, not my struggle, but I'm finding that when my clients, when they come to me, oftentimes they have worked with different coaches. Yeah. I say, I say to people, I'm a generalist, but that's the type of coach you need sometimes. To yes. Help you understand and flush out. Yeah. My first coach was a generalist and I needed that for me yes. to figure out what I wanted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just to build a framework to understand yes. what it is. Uh, entrepreneurship is all about. Right. Yeah. Then I send them off to specialists like you. Yes. And so a lot of people don't come to me first. And I would say that uh, they, they, they would go to a specialist. The specialist would have they'd have a hard time sometimes because they haven't done the work to get yeah. to the point where they could just concentrate on sales. Uh, uh, agreed. Right? Agreed. And so because of that, clients have, you know, told me how skeptical they were about coaching. And it really is not that you can't always, uh, you know, shiny object syndrome. You can't always mm -hmm. go to the person that is, you know, the most um, savvy at marketing and because they're talking to you. Yes, agreed. If you're not ready for marketing or sales, there's so much more work that has to go into it. 
It's a lot. It it's is a lot. lot. Yeah. It is a lot. Yeah. And what, I mean, once you get that formula right, it, you could kind of sail through it, but you have to get that formula right. You have to you know have to right. the back end stuff. Yeah. And that in itself takes time because the other issues that a lot of people just think this happens overnight. And I'm like, no, yeah. it never does. Not, it doesn't <laughs> work that way. So it to that point, so what are some of the qualities you think a person should have to become uh, uh, successful in their career or their business uh, or, or to have a successful coaching experience, I should say? Um, I, for, for somebody who is interested in getting coaching, they need to come with a very, very open mind. Because I can guarantee you what you think it is, is not what it's going to be. Right. <laughs> so you have to come willing to get uncomfortable as well. Um, because that has been my biggest thing. When I tell people like, you know, you have to send out emails or you have to do videos or you have to show your face or, you, you know, you have to interact with your clients. Because again, a lot of entrepreneurs feel, okay, let me build a website. Let me build a Facebook page but I'm not spending any time really engaging with my audience. They don't want to do that part. Right. They're very uncomfortable with that part. So when you get in coaching, I would say if you're interested in getting coaching, you have to come prepared to my clients will tell you, I always say, you know, you have to get uncomfortable until you're comfortable. It's true. You know, you have to get uncomfortable until you're comfortable. Um, and you know, you have to come with, you just have to come with that, um, intention and, and work through it, work through it because it's for, it's for your betterment and you're going to enjoy the fruits of your labor at the end of it all. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Adana, we could, you and I, we could sit here and we could talk all day hours. Long, right? <laughs> <laughs> right now I have to take a quick break. You're listening to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. Welcome back to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. I am Marsha Guerriere, your host, and we're here and we're getting back to the conversation with our guest, Adana. Adana, welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you are so welcome. It's such a pleasure having this chat with you i know ask you so from transitioning from your career because you said you did work in in corporate um and had a job and moved into entrepreneurship and kind of been a classic entrepreneur what do you how did you transition and what do you believe that um uh, what what is the proper mindset one should have to do that transition between employee and employer right um well my transition was very sudden i didn't plan for it um which so happens it, a lot especially in yeah time. a lot I, of people are right now yeah um, i didn't plan for it at all mm-hmm. um, i knew i always wanted to go out on my own um but i was giving myself a few more years but i got really sick and I had to end up um, in hospital and I had to end up um, doing a surgery and all this kind of stuff. And so I was home for like six weeks 
And when it was time for me to go back out to work, I was like, my body rejected the idea. Just put it that way. <laughs> my body rejected it. And I was like, no, no, no. This is the time for me to um, really go and pursue what I want. Right. And, and, and get what I want and in the way that I want it. Um, I think the biggest transition from employee to employer was my mindset. And again, as I said to you at that point in time, I got myself a coach because I realized I could not do this on my own. Right. Right. Um, even though I was in business before, there is this big mindset shift that has to happen because you know when you're working for somebody you work whether you work or not you're going to get paid depending on what kind of job you're in right you have to answer you have to answer to somebody you may have people to brainstorm with you have a team and those kind of things when you're going into business for yourself more than likely you're doing it all your own you have to make all the decisions um if you don't work at least at the beginning if you don't work you don't get paid you know, the bills yeah. are piling up. It's, so it's real. It's it can be very, very scary. And I've I've had the experience with a lot of clients who have not clients, but people who have started and stopped because they have allowed that fear to really take over, you know, the whole process. Yes, um, all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that mindset shift, I do a lot of affirmations every morning. Um, I do a lot of journaling and meditation. I have um, an accountability partner as well. Um, And those things have really helped me to transition and to keep me on a steady and even kind of keel. Because there will be times where you, you know, you have fear, especially when you're up leveling, you're moving to a new new part of your business, you know, you're adding new things. Yeah. So I have found that doing things like affirmations and journaling and having that accountability partner that I could share ideas with or bounce off my fears with and that kind of thing has really helped. So I encourage anyone who is trying to make that transition to pay attention to your mindset because that can literally break you. Yes. Best financially. Yes. Your friends yes. don't understand you. They, they can't do not. be that person, your not. family. They don't know why. No. Unlike you who come from a long family of entrepreneurs. No. But People, even they still you, don't understand. Right. But even if you do sometimes come from a family of entrepreneurs. They don't understand. They don't, they, they may not agree with your business idea and try to yes. steer you from it you know, yeah. and, and try to, you know, run you away from the risk. Yeah. And for take. me, for me, there was that because remember coaching is, was new, right. right? In the, in the Caribbean, nobody, nobody at that point in time, there was like no right. set of business coaches. So well, when I said, to make, yeah, to tell me what I need to do. Right. So when I, when I say I'm going to, I am a business coach, they would watch me like, you're a what, 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 <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> So the concept is so new. I mean, now in the Caribbean, we have a few business coaches, but at that point in time, 2015, nobody knew what a business coach was. Right. So it was a very foreign concept. So, so not that they weren't supportive of me, but I couldn't talk to them clearly about what my goals were and like my process and right. my strategies and that kind of thing. So I had to depend a lot on my own coach. Um to help me through that so the mindset work and all of my clients would tell you 
when they work with me, the first, the first few sessions, I really, really dive into your mindset because I always say, I can give you all the marketing strategies. I could walk you through it, tell you how to implement it. If your mindset is a mess, right? nothing is so going far. to work. It's not going to work. You can't go it's far. Not, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have to it's, get clarity. You have to be yes. focused. And, yeah. And, and, you, and you have to know your work. triggers. You have to know your triggers. Yes. You have to know when you have to take a rest, when you need a break, when you need to walk away. You need to know your triggers. And it's okay if, if you feel tired and not, not feel to do anything today. It is okay. Right. A lot of new you know? entrepreneurs, when they're following people and they're, you know, there are a lot of coaches out here trying to tell people that if you, you're not sleeping, you, if you're sleeping, you ain't trying to be successful. Mm -hmm. if you're thinking, you know, mm -hmm. Don't sleep. Don't, mm -mm. You know, don't. I don't believe in that up. at all. No, absolutely not. I do not believe in that at all. Cause your body needs rest. Your brain needs time to rejuvenate. You need to have self care. You know what I mean? Because what's the point of doing that and yet then you drop down? Correct. It makes absolutely no sense. So, but everybody's trigger is going to be different. So you have to know your triggers. You have to know your limits. And, you know, one of the bigger things I had to learn and I teach to my entrepreneurs is you have to know what is productive work as opposed to active work. Yes. Because a lot of us are so active, but we're really not productive. Correct. So we do a lot of stuff, stuff that we don't need to be doing right now. <laughs> so absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. So we, ha we have to learn what that means for us and focus on the productive work and, um, and then start to hire people. Hire people to, to, to focus on the things that you're not good at. Because I have entrepreneurs too who, you know, they've never built a website, but they want to spend a month building their own website. <laughs> they, they, they're not in graphics, it's but not they, you know. Great, right? I'm like, I say to my clients, stick to your zone of genius. Stick to your zone of genius and hire people whose zone of genius is the other thing that you need to get done. Absolutely. That's such a, you know? I, I tell people, it, it's important that you use your, you know, SWOT analysis are not for mm. huge corporations alone. Nope. For every person who is trying to even even in a family, even in a home, yes, you, know, yes. you know, you are not great at scrubbing floors and your partner is. You Let them do that. Divide the duties according to strengths. I agree. Likes. So the same agree. goes for business, right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I have built a team around me and we all work virtually and I don't think I'll be able to function without them. I have like three virtual assistants, I have an accountant, I have a web developer, uh, you know what I mean? I have a personal assistant. And the thing is, I need them because they are each really, really good at what they do. The things that they do, I cannot do. <laughs> so it's important to really know what you are great at and really focus on that and let other people focus on what they're great at. It's so important. Mm -hmm. Donna, what are you what are you saying to your customers right now that are worried and heavily impacted by this unprecedented time the world is experiencing with yeah. COVID? And you yeah. know, if if you're watching anything in the states, our job rates are so yeah. um high right. Our job lists yeah. are so high. How, how how are you helping your your clients today with 
pivoting? Because we we're hearing a lot about pivoting. How we pivot yeah. your 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 business? What, what, three things, three things my clients and I have focused on over the last eight weeks. First of all, we've been doing a lot more mindset work mm -hmm. because it's, it's a traumatic time. Mm -hmm. It's very, very traumatic, right? And everybody deals with trauma differently. So we're doing a lot more mindset work. That's one. The second thing I tell them is that you need to show up because when we first got our stay-at-home orders, the knee-jerk reaction was, let me stop showing up. Let me stop selling. Yes. Let me stop talking to my clients. You know, let me, because people are going to get mad. And I'm like, no, no, now is the time that you need to show up. And you still see, you're watching the television, you're listening to the radio, and you're still yeah. hearing every major seven, eight, ten-figure millionaire companies still selling to you. Yes. It's okay that we still sell and market our right. Your Your messaging might be, might be a little different. You might have to shift your message a little bit, and that's but still show up. Yes, you have to. Yes, still, still show up. By, by all of the uh, advertisements you see now, they, mm -hmm. all, every business has shifted that message exactly mm -hmm. like you said. And yeah. they want to assure us now about their- Show their, up. Right? Show up. And then the third thing is get into your digital products, guys. You know, people, when I, when I was saying this like over a year ago, people, you know, kept telling me, no, I have time. No, I have time. I'm like, you right. see- if you had done, <laughs> put together your digital products, like I was talking about all this right. time now, it would not have affected your bottom line as much. Right. Right. Um, so those three things, your mindset, making sure you show up with a powerful message and creating digital products so that you can continue to sell, you can continue to service your, service your, your audience and still be of value, um, you know, to your audience. So those are the three things that majority of my clients and I have been focusing on during this time. Right. That's so, such excellent advice. Now is a perfect time for us to take a short break to hear <laughs> from our sponsors uh, this evening. Uh, would you hang out with me for our final segment? And we're going to talk about an uh, article that I've read in the news. Okay. All right. Awesome. We'll be right back. Her Sweet Spot is an online community for women influencers, leaders, and small business owners that offer coaching, education, resources, and networking opportunities for those looking to start or grow a business. We are the go-to incubator for success-driven solo CEOs who need their own team of C-suite coaches. Here's where she will find her sweet spot in mindset, money, marketing, and media. To learn more, visit www.hersweetspot.com. That's her, S-U-I-T-E, spot.com. Welcome back to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. This is Marsha Guerrier. I am your host. I'm back now. We're here with Adana, business coach, consultant, writer, blogger, and we are going to get straight away into our In the News segment. Are you ready? Yes, we are. All right. So this one's going to be super easy and we're going to flip the script a little bit. Because you're a writer and a blogger, I decided to pull an article directly from your website, <laughs> magdynamics.com. Oh. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to just um, explain to me what 
your thoughts are on these uh, topics. So today's article is about stop saying these five things if you want to be successful. And I picked this because, Adana, I believe that in this time that we're experiencing so much heartache, so much um, change, it's important that entrepreneurs say the right things to themselves in order yeah. to have the perfect mindset and be successful, right? Agreed. I'm, I'm going to go down the five things entrepreneurs need to stop saying to be successful, according to you, mm-hmm. our guest from mkgdynamics.com. Okay, number one, I just want to make money, make a little money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us why that that, that that is a big one. That is a big one. Because when I dive into sessions with my clients and I say, what's your financial goal? And they're like, I just want to make a little money. I'm like, 25 cents is a little money. A dollar, a dollar is a little money. Is that how much you want to make? And they're like, no, no, I want to make more than that. I'm like, well, yeah. tell me exactly, uh, exactly how much you want to make. It's about being specific. Specific. It's about it's not it's about not believing that you should you only deserve a little. You deserve the world. You deserve right. whatever you your heart desires. So right. say what your heart desires. Absolutely. It's okay. You know, it is even if you life. want to be yeah, even if you want to be a millionaire, say I want a million dollars. That's right. That's your dream and that's okay. You know, so that first one is a big, big, big thing for many Excellent. people that I talk to. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So number two on the five things entrepreneurs need to stop saying in order to be successful, um, according to mkgdynamics.com, our guests, I ju- I'm just trying to survive. Survive, yeah. Yeah, that is a huge survive, one as well. Right? I'm just trying to so I'm just trying to survive. Yeah. Um, because as I said, I have a, a business group on Facebook with four thousand entrepreneurs, a little over four thousand entrepreneurs, and every week I go in and ask them, you know, how are you going? Especially in this time, like, how are you going? You know, how are you doing mentally? How are you thinking? And you know, a lot of them, a lot of them say to me, Dan, I'm just trying to survive, and I ask them, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that look like to you? You know what I mean? Again, it it goes back to that belief that I just need to be a minimum. Why do we have that belief, right? It doesn't matter if it's COVID time or it's it's before COVID time or after COVID time. You know, your belief and what you say and what you think about what can transpire in your life is so, so powerful. Right. Um, and I always say the universe is listening to you. The universe is listening to you and it, the universe will deliver to you exactly what you see. What you so say. if you say, I want a little money or I'm just trying to survive, that is all that is going to happen. happen. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. And yeah. th- there, there's, I, I do a talk where I talk about what um, cultivating a mindset of a successful CEO and the mm-hmm. one consistent thing that they have is the, the it, I call it the most annoying trait of positivity <laughs> because <laughs> they have to, all of these, you know, tycoons, you look at them and you, Elon Musk, he wants to fly to the, to the moon. And you mm-hmm. look at an entrepreneur like that and you say, 
you're crazy. But the truth is, it's their positive mindset. Even exactly. though we don't believe it's going to happen, we're, we're probably right. But <laughs> in his mindset, he yeah. so believes in his mission and how he wants to impact yeah. his world and the, and the uh, um, world of studying getting to the moon. He's yes. doing that, right? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Number three of the five things you need to stop saying in order to be successful, uh, things are hard. Mm -hmm. Things are hard. And this also ties into what I said before. Um, you know, things are hard. I always tell people, anybody can ask me any day, Adana, how are you going? I'm, I am great. I am fine. I am wonderful. My house could be flooded out. Right. I could have no shoes. <laughs> I could have made no sales today. I, you will get my answer. I am great. I am fine. Things are wonderful. Yes. Because again, it's the same thing. If you keep saying these things, that things are hard, you know what I mean? That I don't know what to do. I don't have enough. Those are the things that are really going to manifest. That's what's going to manifest and resonate in your life. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. I definitely. Number yeah. four of the five things entrepreneurs need to stop saying in order to be successful is don't, people don't buy. People don't want to buy. People don't want to buy. Yeah. And I found that to be so devastating. It is. Um, I find it to be so devastating because you know, when clients come to me and, and, and say those words, I always show them another business who is selling exactly what they are selling and who's making tons of money. I'm like, people don't want to buy, but look at they're buying this and they're yeah. buying this and they're buying this. Why are they not? Why don't they want to buy from you? They want to buy from you for a reason, but people right. are buying. <laughs> you have to look at what you're putting out. You have to look at your consistency. You have to look at your messaging. You have to look at your pricing. Mm -hmm. People do want to buy. Even, and it goes back to what we said before. Even in this time, people are still buying. Still buying. People are shopping online like crazy. And it's that, it's that energy that people and it's consumers. It's the energy. The consumers mm -hmm. draw to energy. And if you know anything yes. about the impact yes. of sales and how to close and convert sales, yes. entrepreneurs should understand that the energy they put out is what they're going to get back in, in exactly exactly so, so you have to you have to, to keep those things in mind when you say people don't want to buy no people may not be buying from you but there's a reason but people right. are buying let's, let's examine that reason excellent. yeah let's examine why that's happening for you right yeah excellent so the fifth thing on the list of five things entrepreneurs should stop saying if they want to be successful according to mkgdynamics.com is the economy is real bad yeah that's a huge one i don't know what it's like in um the states and and, and the americas but in the caribbean that is a that's an, a common statement. Mm -hmm. The economy, the economy has been bad for the last forty years. Just put it that way, <laughs> right? But we all have cars and houses, and we travel three, four times a year. Uh, you know what I mean? But the economy is really bad. I'm like, please get over it. it and it the other thing, it happens. And, and, but, but if you look at consumerism, people spend sometimes more in a down economy. 
Exactly. But not only that, I think that also stems from having a mindset of, of being small. One of the things that I've had to, to do or help a lot of my entrepreneurs, especially from the Caribbean, was not to limit themselves to a Caribbean market. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? And I was going to ask you that. Who, who are your customers? Where do you, where do you work? Right. So uh, the majority of my customers are from the Caribbean. And when I say from the Caribbean, let me explain. I mean that I have customers from all over the world, but a lot of them are Caribbean people. Like how you're from Haiti. Right. I would have people from the States who were originally from Trinidad or originally from Grenada or originally from Jamaica or something like that. Right. Um, right. And I, I, I suppose I attract them because I'm Caribbean. So we, you know, we, we share sisterhoods and familyhood mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But one of the one of the challenges, I think, in the Caribbean with that statement that the economy is really bad is because we limit ourselves to our island. You know, and we don't see that people outside of our islands actually need and want our products. Right. So the economy is only as bad as you make it in your head. The economy is only as small as you want it to be. So, you know, just don't limit yourself to the 1.4 million people in Trinidad. There are millions and billions of people out there who would very well want to buy your product or service. So make yourself available and the economy will stop being bad for you. (laughs) Excellent. Oh my God, that was such a great list. If you guys yeah. want to learn more, uh, please head over to uh, Adana's website, mkgdynamics.com. You're, she has an extensive blog. She gives all types of t- tips and tricks, as I like to call them, yes. <laughs> on entrepreneurship. It's been a great pleasure talking with you today. My pleasure as well. You. I appreciate you so much. Uh, I hope to have you back again so we could really get to some very specifics about anytime. I'd love to talk to you about um, really helping people understand what funnels are. If we could do that. Not a problem. Not a problem. All right. Thank you so much. You guys, you know how I like to end each show. I like to remind you all until next time. Remember when we empower each other, we all rise. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week on the Her Sweet Spot Experience. Make sure to visit our website, www.hersweetspot.com. That's her, S-U-I-T-E, spot.com, where you can become a member of our growing community and get great content for your life and business. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We are your strategic partners to grow your business.